0: Minds presented by the Florida Business Journals and brought to you by Tico Peoples Gas at the heart of Florida's energy in this episode Tampa Bay Business Journal editor Alexis Milner welcomes University of South Florida president real law who brings a fresh approach and big-time connections to the Tampa campus
1: Hi, Ria, and welcome to the Florida Business Minds podcast. It's so good to see you.
0: Oh, it's good
2: to see you too, and it's great always to talk to you.
1: So I've had the privilege of knowing you for nearly 20 years now, and it has been particularly wonderful to watch your ascension uh, from what was an interim role as the USF president into this critically important permanent role. And you know, as the interim, I know you took yourself out of the running for the permanent position because you didn't want to you know, distract from the search process. But I think a good place to start would be to talk about when it became clear, at least to you, that indeed this was gonna be a good fit.
2: Well, it became clear when I saw the tremendous trajectory that the University of South Florida has. And uh, I just became really excited about what we could do moving forward. Uh, I started a lot of initiatives as interim and what I was creating was a glide path for the next president. I just didn't realize that would be me. However, I had told Will Weatherford that I wouldn't be in the running. And so notwithstanding the fact that I was excited about what we were doing, I was sticking to that until the day came that he called and said, I'd like to release you from that promise. And I'd like you to put your hat in the ring. And uh, once he said that to me, it was Katie bar the door because I was excited about the prospects of following this through and with that uh, the rest is history i'm now number 8
1: you are and it was you know great to see that realization happen and then you know i mean there was a process still but when we last met in person i think it was early february and you had a list of i don't know 130 things that you were going through how big is that list now
2: Oh, it's a lot bigger than 130. Although I'll tell you, we have completed a lot of them, but there's always new things to do. And I continue to uh, have my listening tours. I, When I speak to people and they talk about things that we can fix, we fix them. And when we talk about initiatives that are going to be exciting for the university and beneficial for our students. And I certainly want to follow up on that. So we have a number of task forces that are looking at different initiatives and, and we will continue to do that for uh, my term.
1: Well, as I've got to know you, I know that you're a person of action. And one of the things I heard from folks on campus when you were in a was there had been this sense of renewed communication and transparency and kind of a, of a faster, you know, distance between thought and action. Knowing you, I know that's a lot of you and who you are. Were you getting that feedback from folks about sort of the change in climate and direction that you brought to the table?
2: Yes, I think people were used to uh, a different pace. But, uh, you know, I've been in business for decades, and business has to be nimble, has to be fast in response and has to be forward thinking. And I think that's certainly true of our educational institutions. And so I hope that we have put in place the kind of foundation that will allow us to be more nimble and more focused on the future and addressing problems before we're responding to them, but rather we're thinking out in front of them so that they don't become a problem.
1: In the permanent role, which you've been in now for a bit, it's a different approach, a different mentality. You know, you had as an interim a shorter time horizon potentially and maybe some more urgency to get things done in, in terms of your own agenda. But talk a little bit about what it means to be in the permanent role and how perhaps some of your perspectives and priorities have changed more recently.
2: You know, I think what I'm feeling is a sense of joy associated with permanency, because you know that you're not just starting something that may be undone or perhaps even turned around, but rather uh, you're focused on getting those things done and you're able to coalesce with people around you to follow those initiatives to the end. So I am enjoying that very, very much. Oh, I'm sure you are. And
1: you know, just the chance to follow through and to really to go deep, to do deep dives into the areas for which you, you know, have become priorities. But let's get a little more specific in terms of those priorities. What are some things maybe even just in the last couple of weeks that have been emerging for you? I mean, obviously, we had the legislative session in in the rearview mirror, and we can get into that a little bit because I'd like to. But you as a kid carried around a microscope when other kids had toys, you know, what's where is that microscope now being uh, cast on?
2: Well, uh, actually, the legislative process is probably a good place for us to start this conversation because it was a historic result for the University of South Florida. We have received more funding on a recurring basis as well as in other areas than has ever occurred at USF. And what that means is that we need to productively deploy those funds to make sure that we achieve our goals of top 25, AAU eligibility, supporting our strategic plan, which focuses on student success, faculty success, and research and development, our community outreach, our diversity initiatives, and of course, making sure that our budget works right and supports all of these goals that we have. So I'm looking now at the budgets that were improved by the governor, and I want to take this moment in time to say thank you to the governor, thank you to the Speaker of the House, thank you to the President of the Senate. Uh, we couldn't have done this without them. But the good news is they're seeing the University of South Florida as a resource. They're seeing us as a place where they can come for solutions. And so for example, they provided $37 million to Cyber Florida here at USF to conduct a cybersecurity vulnerability assessment for the state and to develop recommendations for improvement and oversee training of state and local government employees against cyber intrusions. That's one of the huge issues of our day And they have asked us on behalf of the staff to do that kind of an analysis for them. I think that's huge. And so we need to make sure that we do that well, that the recommendations are ones that will in fact result in securing our facilities throughout our state government, throughout our local governments. We've got another... $20.5 million that was put into cybersecurity workforce development research and simulation activities. So, you know, those are things that are very real investments in the University of South Florida. Another thing that we're doing, I was very pleased that we have renovation money as well as uh, continuing money to focus on expanding the number of nursing students because we need to address the nursing shortage that we have in our state. Uh, We've also created something called the Florida Center of Nursing at our College of Nursing, which is a center dedicated to growing the state's nursing workforce. And it does research and it responds back to what's necessary in the coming years so that we don't face one of these shortages yet again. And finally, I'll just point out that there's another five and a half million dollars that went toward the flood hub that was actually approved last year but the funding came in this year and it's all about making sure that we're looking at flooding and how that impacts our coastal communities not just in the state of Florida but throughout the country throughout the world so again USF is now a place for solutions and we're looking to make sure that we do that research and that the work product that comes out of that ensures everyone continues to see us as a place for solutions.
1: Right. The 55 million is the record number, I mean, in terms of that. And we are, as a news organization, you know, we had headlines, of course, that talked about uh, the governor's veto of the USS Environmental and Oceanographic Sciences Research and Teaching Facility in St. Pete. Lots of hope for that. I'm sure that gets a little lost in the half-full element here of this record-breaking finance, right? I mean, that's a big part of sort of how... How people can see the glass, correct?
2: Well that's true but I'm kind of a half full kind of person in the first place. I will tell you that our environmental and ocean sciences uh, facilities are extraordinarily important and I continue to make that a top priority of my administration. Uh, We are going back next year with a bigger better uh, bolder proposal in order to bring that ultimately to fruition. But it was a big number, and it stood out, and I understand that. I think what we need to understand, though, is that it is crucial for our community to be able to take advantage of the facilities that we have. We have the Florida Institute for Oceanography on our St. Petersburg campus. We have our vessels that are available there for anyone in the SUS to use. We have the convergence of all of the agencies that work on this kind of analysis, that all within close proximity to our St. Petersburg campus. This is the perfect place for us to do this kind of research. So we are going to continue to work on that and uh, we'll come back bigger and better next year. And, you know, I also want to thank all of the people in the community because they really coalesced around this vision. So we're not giving up on the vision, but we want them to stay with us, keep fighting. We're going to get there.
1: Sure. And I think in Pinellas County and St. Petersburg, as they look at economic development prospects and the the promise of of what a clustering effect could happen with a facility like that, and not to mention, as you mentioned, the, the money for flood research, you know, concerns around sustainability and sea level rise and things like that. But what does better and bolder mean? What are ways, can you give us any insight at all into how you guys might evolve the proposal to be more, potentially more successful?
2: Well, you know, interdisciplinary research is, I think the key to the solution of problems. And so we have time now to really involve at a greater degree are different colleges, the College of Engineering, the College of Business, the College of Arts and Sciences. There are many, many experts within our area that are able to add to the solutions that we're looking for. And now we can think about the programming of that building a little bit differently. And add those in. So I think that we're going to talk about programming. We're going to talk about how we maximize the effect that we can have as a result of having a facility like that.
1: Yeah, there's a tremendous opportunity. And and also to see, and this connects to your understanding of activating on business opportunities, you know, what that could mean for St. Petersburg and the waterfront there in terms of business to business work.
2: Absolutely. And I will tell you, that's another focus of mine specifically. As you know, I've been involved with the business community for my entire prior career. And I'm really happy to bring those connections to the University of South Florida. We were already seen as a talent pipeline for our businesses. And the fact that we really produce well-trained graduates that are ready to contribute to our local employers and we have hundreds of connections with our employers already to date however i think that we can really turbocharge that initiative and there's a lot of things that we've been doing for example some of our academic units have industry advisory boards and they literally come together and help us identify how we can align our curriculum and our program development so that it meets the needs of their industries, not only today, but for tomorrow. What are they seeing in the future and how can we prepare for that upfront just as they're preparing their businesses to respond to those needs? The other thing that we're doing is uh, having a very close alignment with our economic development partners. Those organizations, you know, bring businesses to us looking for talent development, but more importantly, they're looking for the support that the university can give to the growth of those industry partners. So for example, uh, we have a corporate training and professional education team that focuses on how we get upskilling for existing workforces within our different businesses. So those training program actually take individuals that are already working and prepares them for the changes that will come to their industry in the future and make them productive moving forward. We've got an Office of Corporate Partnerships that I'm so very proud of. That's kind of the front door, if you will, for the university, because that is the place that you go to connect for talent development, for research, for philanthropic engagement. And we hope that people do each and every one of those things. So we've, we've got a lot of things that we put in place. There was the Jabel Innovation Institute that was created back in 2019, that now is a model across all of our university for partnerships uh, external to the University of South Florida. And I, I guess you've heard, I could just talk forever about this. Uh, <laughs> I get excited about it because there's so many things going on. Yeah. But, it's pretty you know, we, um, we started the, um, the mentoring initiative that the uh, Bellinis were so kind to uh, contribute to that literally has the heads of businesses coming in to interface with our College of Business. And as this program goes through, we're really looking at ramping it up and let's do it across the entirety of the university. And we make those connections really strong for internships and sponsorships. Those are the things that help our students. Those are the things that help our businesses. And I didn't even mention the fact that our businesses also come to us because they're looking to our professors to help them with solutions for their issues, whether it be the development of new technologies or the development of solutions to business problems. They know they can come to USF, and we're here to be a partner with them.
0: USF President Ria Law joining us in our next segment, her take on education and the private sector as Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's Energy. Committed to being a leader in Florida's economic growth and to delivering clean and efficient natural gas solutions in a responsible way. More at floridasenergy.com.
1: It may or may not be as well known as we all would like, but you know, it's a two-way street. Businesses need to know about these kinds of services that go beyond what you traditionally think of as the university and its role, all the way from research and intellectual property to the things you just mentioned. But, you know, is there still, I imagine there is capacity to serve more businesses and that getting the word out that these uh, services are available and that this is, a, again, a place not only for the businesses to grow, get better, expand and add jobs, but again, for the cachet of the university to evolve as well. Is, is there a lot of capacity still?
2: There is capacity. And just think about it. This is really for the benefit of our students, because they will find meaningful work and jobs that that they will want to move seamlessly into after their graduation. But more than that, it's even good for our faculty, because they understand exactly what businesses are doing and how to prepare students for the future state. So it is a benefit across the board. And um, that's one of the things that a, a great research university is. And when
1: you thinking back again to Tallahassee, you know, years and years ago, and, and well, let me take a step back. I think, you know, we, we know that there are many reasons for which you were such a strong candidate. You worked there. You were a student. You. Uh, have been on, on the board of trustees. I mean, you you have lived and breathed this, this institution for so long that those perspectives matter. And I don't know that it, we've had a president among the eight uh, with that kind of perspective. One of those, though, is managing the relationship with Tallahassee, which early on, folks at the US have may not know how to spell the word. You told me that once. So right now, as you sit, that's a continue to be something that you can leverage and grow upon, especially coming out of this session. What do you plan to do to continue to utilize that strength of yours? And where is there room for growth in terms of, of you know, representing USF in Tallahassee?
2: Oh, there's lots of room for growth there. Uh, as I said, I was excited that this year the legislature really saw USF as a place for solutions. I want to continue to impress upon them exactly the kind of brain power and capabilities that we have here at the university and why it's important for them to invest in us. And I look at it as an investment for which there is an ROI. So I'm not asking them to just give us money. I'm asking them to to invest and let me show you what we can do with that and what the benefits are for the state, for the communities and beyond, because we can do that. And if we do that well, then we will do, do it well with them.
1: And it takes a certain kind of nuanced, skilled approach to navigating the halls of Tallahassee, to navigating the relationships with the Bay Area legislative delegation, and perhaps the, you know that insight of yours can lead to some very specific you know, methodology and sort of initiatives. I imagine that's part of your thinking as you head into the 23 session.
2: Well, it is, and you know, I've spent a lot of time in Tallahassee over the years in my uh, prior career, and I, I think that it's a matter of just getting the word out and making and maintaining your credibility. So, you know, we're not there just to say rah, rah, rah. We're there to say, look, this is what we can do. And you can back it up with actions and, and results. And so that's what we're here to do. And I am happy to shout that from the highest hilltop that we can find probably in Tallahassee. and. Um, let them know indeed what we can do. Let me give you an example. This is something that I tell people from time to time. When we look at our high-tech corridor, so it has us, University of South Florida, it has University of Central Florida, and it includes University of Florida. Between the three of us, we consider that our research triangle, if you will. We had over one and a half times more patents than the research triangle in North Carolina. And people don't realize the kind of productivity we have that's just coming out of our universities. I mean, USF is number nine in the country for patents right here. So we're, we're generating this intellectual property that's important and can be commercialized so that we can help address issues for the future. So it's very exciting. Yeah, that's
1: something that certainly that that Judy Genshaft worked on, you know, before um, Steve Curl, before you, uh, it was a big focal point for Judy and for you as on the trustees. I mean, I guess now is when you begin to see some of that groundwork come to fruition. And with that intellectual property and, and that volume of patents, we hope that a lot of that business stays here and becomes those folks become big employers. That's part of the idea, right?
2: Oh, that's absolutely right. We're not only about attracting new businesses, but we're about retaining the ones that we have and helping those that are here grow. And in fact, if you think about our economic impact across the state, I mean, it's over $6 billion. So we're generating that every year. This is a big business, but it's a big impact.
1: It really is, especially when you think about uh, that kind of reach in the community in terms of what it can mean for, for the economic development sustainability itself. So um, we have a few minutes left and I know one thing that you're grappling with is some open positions and some top leadership roles. How is that going? I know a lot of the businesses in our world, locally, internationally, I mean, are all having the same challenge in terms of the hiring process and finding the right people You've got some open positions and how much are you involved in in trying to fill and find those key people?
2: I am very involved and I am delighted that we have such a good story to tell because that's what's going to attract the kind of people that we need to keep our trajectory and momentum going. So I used to say when they asked me, what am I looking for in a president? I would say I'm looking for someone that's excited about USF, that's excited about coming here, that's actually seen the opportunities and is invested in the fact that they want to come here and help take us to those lofty goals. Well, it turned out that now I'm here and I'm looking for a provost exactly the same thing. I'm looking to turbocharge our academic programs. I'm looking for those connections that we can have across the university and linking to our various businesses. And that's the kind of people we're looking for. And because we've got such a great story to tell, I think we're going to find them.
1: Right. I mean, what a great time to be looking for those people when you've got institution that's that's just got so much going on. What are the experiences been? Are you finding good candidates or is it just, it's like anybody else, it just takes time and patience?
2: Well, we're in the beginning of all of these searches at the moment, and uh, but we are expecting, they will be going forward. I expect that we'll probably have a provost by the end of the year or maybe January of next year. We did just hire a vice chancellor for the St. Petersburg campus, uh, Christian Hardigree. And I'm telling you, she's very excited about coming here. She's got a lot of experience in areas that I think is gonna be beneficial to that campus and to USF as a whole. And uh, she will be here shortly, I think at the end of this month. So uh, I'm looking forward to introducing her to you.
1: We're excited about that. And as we begin to wind up here, Ria, I mean, knowing you, uh, knowing our conversations in the past, you know, taking downtime isn't so easy for you. We would have discussions at times, like, when are you going on vacation? Well, we had this trip planned and uh, can't do it now, but we'll put it off. And, you know, I imagine given what a day must be like and just sort of taking your passion for it and how much you're probably really enjoying it, although not every bit of workday is enjoyable, especially when you have to make the tough decisions. But... How are you managing the work-life balance in this role?
2: Well, uh, the good news is I can say that Wayne and I are aligned. We're very unbalanced, but we are aligned. And he understands the importance of this job. He understands the importance of what I'm doing right now. And he said, do what you got to do. And, and we're just going for it. Uh, I'll worry about the other later. But right now, it's exciting every day. And I couldn't be happier.
1: I can't imagine any other answer, really. But are you able to, you know, to get yourself some R&R and turn your brain off? Or is this a seven day a week, 24-7 kind of thing? And that's okay.
2: It's pretty busy. But uh, the good news is it's all very stimulating and exciting, as I said. And of course, I have my moments of downtime.
1: Yes. Well, we hope so. And because I'm sure they're being on all the time, isn't as as effective if you, if you don't. So, uh, and you know this as well as anybody. Well, listen, is there anything that, we've covered a lot of ground and it's just great to hear your perspective on where things stand, but is there something that I didn't ask that you wanted to make sure to add?
2: Well, I just want to say to all of the people that are listening to this podcast that the University of South Florida is your university. And we're here to serve you, this community, this business space, these industries, we're looking to grow with our community. And from my perspective, I see the future is very, very bright.
1: Well, President Ria Law, it's so great to be able to say those words. What a pleasure to have you on the
0: Florida Business Minds podcast.
2: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure always to be with you.
0: USF President Ria Law joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Florida Business Journals and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy.